Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. You are going to love my next guest, Rochelle. She is hilarious. I could watch her IG reels all day long. Rochelle loves fashion and describes her style as trendy, but casual and says that when she feels great in her outfit, she shows up more confidently. Her parents were self-employed and inspired her to get a business degree that paired with her infatuation with numbers led her to become a chartered accountant, but she had a dream of becoming an entrepreneur and loved all things fashion. Whenever she would step into boutiques, in the back of her mind, she thought one day she would be opening her own. And not too long ago, one day came. She now has her own boutique named Danny and Maddie after her two grandmothers that is full of beautiful women's clothing, shoes, and accessories. Hey, Rochelle, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Wow. That was really good. You did some, a lot of research and (laughs) I'm like impressed hearing about myself. It's so weird to, to hear on this side of it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I totally dig in and find all, try to find all the little details. So yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So you held on to the vision of one day, having your own boutique for a long time, what was it that started the momentum forward into turning your vision into a reality? So it was, it was almost, uh, like there was that pivotal moment. So for a long time, um, like, like you said, in the intro, I've always wanted to own my own business, uh, which is why I went for business, a business degree, like no, like at no point in time did I think I'm going to university to be, an, to be an accountant. Like that all sort of happened organically. Uh, the silly thing or silly, maybe, I don't know if it's silly, but my mom used to say to me in high school, you should take accounting like as an elective, right? Like you could take your foods or all these elective courses. And she'd say, you can, you should take accounting cause you're really good at math. And I'm like, what? No, like in high school, I don't know if it's still like that today, but like the accounting was kind of for, you know, the studiers and the bookworms and, and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm not doing that. And then when I went for business, there's like, you know, your, your standard courses you have to take. And accounting was always my best mark because it just made sense to me. Like when you have to balance something, it just has to balance and there's no wrong answer, right? It's not like subjective, like English. Um, So for a long time, I've wanted to own my own business. And um, so then I became an accountant and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the the pivotal moment though, was um, a friend of mine asked me to go to Tony Robbins. So I love all that stuff, right? I've always read like motivational books and self-help books. And so we went to Tony Robbins, uh, in Edmonton, uh, for like his day, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like, a, you know, there's speakers all day long and he's at the end. And I'm not sure if you've ever experienced Tony Robbins, but, um, it is something else. And you leave there thinking like, 
almost like you can fly or like you can do the impossible. And I just, I turned to my friend and I'm like, I'm doing it. Like, what am I waiting for? Uh, this was in 2000, very beginning of 2019. Um, I had already kind of put it on a vision board like four months prior, but that was sort of the day that I'm like, there's never a good time for anything, right? Like you always say, well, I'll just wait to have kids or I'll wait to go to school or I'll wait to do this. But I'm like, what am I waiting for? I like, no joke, went and got a business number and I did all the accounting things first. Then I started doing like the clothing side and ordering and the marketing and all that stuff. So uh, Tony Robbins was it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there's so many people that are like, I thank Tony Robbins for where I am today, but it was totally that day that was like, yep, you're doing this. Wow. Okay. Like I totally believe that when you get in the energy of these people, um, where you leave, like, yeah, you can conquer the world. You're like on a high, but so many people go feel that way initially, but don't take any action. They, they feel like that day for the, you know, that day they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to take on all my dreams. I'm going to make this become a reality. A week goes by a month goes by. And then it kind of, you know, nothing happens. So like, when was it that you started to take the action? Was it like immediately that day or that week or like, how soon did you start? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, that's kind of like, I'm trying to rack my brain now. It would have been, it would have been within the month. Um, so it, it, it stuck with me. Like that day really stuck with me. Cause like, I was just starting to get into podcasts and, um, like listening to that kind of stuff more than just reading about it. Um, but I think I had made that decision. Like I was not turning back. Like I knew that day. I was not turning back. I was not looking back. I was, I was doing it like, and I had said it out loud to my friend too. So created a little bit of accountability. Um, and then just, I started look, I think I started looking into it, like within that week, like, okay, what do I need to do to apply for a business number? What do I need to do for GST or for all that kind of stuff? And then to get to uh, the buying show for clothing was right around the corner, actually. So it was, it's always the beginning of March to go buy uh, for your fall season. And in order to get into that buying show, which is in Edmonton, you need two proof of business documents. So that too, like there was a few deadlines that were natural in this industry. So, you know, who knows, perhaps if, if I didn't have those deadlines, maybe I would have been just kind of like another statistic and not taken that action. Um, but because, you know, it was January, beginning of January, I knew that the buying show was around the corner and I had to have these documents in place. And sometimes it takes a month. Then I knew I needed to take action like sooner than later. So. Oh, wow. And what was it that led, led you into fashion? Uh, you know what? My, my mom is like, loves fashion. So growing up, I grew up in a very small town. Um, I grew up in St. Paul. I don't know if you know where that is, but, um, Northeast of here, just two hours Northeast of here. And, uh, my mom would, we take day trips to Edmonton and just to go shop and she'd go to Holt Renfrew and she'd take us to the, the kids boutique store in there, which boutiques weren't really a thing. There's like more department stores and she loved shopping. Like she loved it like a ton. So 
I would see that. And then, um, like there's all these teen magazines, like, and well, cosmopolitan, and I'm not sure that's really appropriate for when I was reading it, but, um, there was always a fashion section. So like, I would love that I would, I had was subscribed to the magazine and I loved, loved, loved that section of the, of the magazine. And I would plan my outfits around it. So like when corduroy pants were a big thing, I remember thinking, I want a pair of corduroy pants, but I don't want the same color that everybody has. I want something different. I don't want the same. Um, and it's not because I wanted to necessarily stand out. I just didn't want to be the same as everybody else. And I think that was even every aspect of my life, not just in clothing. Um, but I just really, really enjoyed it and loved putting outfits together. And I loved back to school clothes shopping and, uh, yeah. And then I just, I mean, obviously in my first couple of years of university, I couldn't quite afford to <laughs> spend a whole lot, but, um, I just loved watching that stuff. And even like today, like for instance, the meritless is kind of geeky, but the Marilyn Dennis show, like she'll have different segments, but there's always like a fashion segment. Well, I'll fast forward the cooking and the, all the other stuff just to watch the fashion segment. Cause I just, I just really love that stuff. So I think it's just been ingrained in me kind of since my mom loved fashion so much. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I'm so envious. Um, like, I feel like my style, I have my Pinterest wardrobe that if I wore the clothes that I feel like would express myself, I would have the most incredible wardrobe, like finding these pieces. (laughs) But my fashion is just kind of like, you know, as the trends come and go, never jumping on the trends and just the same ish things in the closet. (laughs) But man, would I love to, um, be able to keep up with the trends and Mm -hmm. plan your outfits in that way. Cause I think it's such a, um, form of self-expression too. like what you wear. Like I said, in the intro, when you put on, um, something that is like a form of self-expression, I think like you show up confidently you show up differently you walk differently you talk differently so yeah and so you got that um growing up like as a child would well, you say yeah i mean my so my mom always worked uh my parents were realtors so they owned uh a real estate franchise and so my mom would get dressed up to go to work and uh i actually took a fashion i'm pretty sure i took a fashion i it's hard to remember now my university years, but I'm pretty sure I took a fashion course as an elective. And I remember studying the, the different eras of fashion for for women in particular, right? Like, so for the longest time they wore their dresses and, um, and then it just changed over the decades. But in the eighties, I want to say eighties, maybe early nineties is more the timeframe. Women started wearing, um, suits, because before that, like, and, and women wearing suits, and by that, I mean, pants suits, because women were like suit coats with skirts. Um, but more and more women were going to work. Um, I mean, not as much as today. But so my mom would, I can picture her, I can even picture this one green suit she had from Holt Renfrew. And it was so nice, and, but, but not even so nice. It just, like, she looked like a boss, like she just she looked like she was going to step into that office and kill it and, and make all the deals and, and do all the things. And, and it just, even the way I viewed her, um, it, it changed 
my view of her, I guess not. That sounds funny. Like I'm judging her, but I, I could just tell she had like a different, um, confidence level, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I'm not even sure where I was going with that, but anyway, it's just, it, the way it makes her, the way it made her feel, I could tell. And I, I've just always resonated with that. And when you kind of say trends to, um, like, I, I do like trends and stuff, but it's not even just about the trends. Like you can wear like trends are, are to me are, are guidance, right? They're not like, you don't have to be trendy and you don't have to wear what, what, what's out there. Cause there's certain things that, yeah, you can wear it, but you can tell people look insecure, or not confident in what they're wearing just cause it's trendy. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just the way it made, uh, the way it, like makes us feel. Yes. And I mean, every trend is not thought out for every body type. That's for sure. Like there's been some trends that have come and gone that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to jump in this. And then I try on the clothing. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is like meant for the, um, fashion magazines and not not me. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, skinny jeans, like, okay, I'm that trend can, as far as I'm concerned, we can say goodbye to skinny jeans, (laughs) but (laughs) not everybody is ready to say goodbye to skinny jeans. And honestly, when, when some women put on the more wide leg jean or a, a, a bit of a flare jean, it changes them and they're not like really who they are, but you can still create that skinny jean to be in a trendy outfit and still make you feel confident. So, I mean, skinny jean is just a small example, but um, yeah, it doesn't always have to be tr- super trendy. Yes. Okay. So you grew up with this fashion sense, you looked up to your mom, like her essence, you could feel it when she like looked like a boss, when she dressed up every day. So you watched that growing up throughout your life and then went to Tony Robbins. He sparked something inside of you and you were going to open this boutique that you've dreamed about forever. Mm -hmm. So you went to the ordering show Um, and this, I guess would be like kind of right before COVID ish hit, would it not? Or a year before a year before a year before 2019. Yeah. Okay. So then you're off to the show, you're ordering this, these pieces. Um, what were some of the challenges, uh, along the way, as you created this brick and mortar, um, boutique? Oh yeah. So, well, for one, like uh, when I started ordering, I did some, so I was now ordering for fall, but of course I wanted to start selling right away. So there's only so many places you can, or there were so many, only so many brands I could order immediately. Um, because of course they were almost like they were done the ordering season for spring for that spring, summer, like six months prior. Um, so I couldn't necessarily get like all the the orders I wanted right away, but I got some, uh, and then I was trying to build a website to start online. So my goal was to start online, create some cash flow, and then get a brick and mortar. So that June, or like that June, I started getting my first boxes of clothing, and then I just started selling in my basement. So that was okay. Like that was all going good. Um, creating a website, like holy, that was my first challenge. COVID wasn't even in the picture. So, I mean, now looking back, that's such a minor challenge in the business 
of, or the cycle of my business. But, um, that was a huge learning curve. I'm an accountant. I'm not an IT person. So I had to like source that out. Um, so trying to do that, it actually didn't launch. My website didn't launch till the next January, which is crazy because that's like nine months later. It should not take that long. Um, so many mistakes I made along the way that I look back thinking, Oh, if I would have done this, then that, whatever, but it's all part of the journey and it was all meant to be. So, um, I know that now, if you would have asked me then, I probably wouldn't have said that. Um, so I just did shopping parties in my basement in that fall. Um, there were some ups and downs, like, you know, I did a black Friday sale and it was like dead. Like, I think I had one friend show up. Right. So little things like that, but again, I'm, I'm sure it's all part of the journey that was supposed to happen. Uh, so then that January I launched the site which was super exciting, like finally. And, um, then that, uh, yeah, that month. So this is now January, 2020. I started looking for a lease space to open a brick and mortar. So I thought, okay, like, you know, there's a little bit of cash flow there. I'm getting into the swing of this. And I looked at a space, put, uh, we worked hard. Like we put in a big offer, like made a budget, like my husband's in construction. So like, here's what we would have to do to renovate, and I emailed that offer off to the landlord and I got an email back saying, no, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, like, it just felt so insulting, like, cause we had done so much work, uh, leading up to this and we felt confident cause the lady showing us the space was like giving us suggestions for negotiation. And so it just, it was like a dagger almost right? like, ouch, that hurt. Um, so turns out in the end, one of his other tenants was just expanding. So, but I just wish they would have told me that beforehand and saved me that all the tears. So that <laughs> February, we found another spot to look at same thing, did some work, didn't get my hopes up as high though, this time, cause now I knew it could be a no, uh, I didn't as much like that spot. So it was kind of my decision. So then March of 2020, I started looking at another spot. And that one was really good. I said, okay, I'm going to bring my husband next week. We're going to look at how much renovations are going to cost. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Well, that, that was like on a Wednesday, I think that Sunday, the schools all shut down and now it's COVID. So I message him and I say, okay, let's postpone this because at that time, everyone was like, let's shut for two weeks. Let's shut for two weeks. Let's postpone this for two weeks. Everything was two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. So I still had a bit of hope, but then in my mind, I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. I'm no healthcare person, but like a virus just doesn't go away. So I cried, I cried and I'm like, oh, this, there goes my dream. Like I ordered all this clothes, put my family, like tied up all our finances. Um, it's not happening. And <laughs> I was just a big blubbery mess. And my husband kept saying like, what's your why? Like, go back to your why. And, uh, I'm like, man, like actually he had gone to Tony Robbins because we had gone back. So I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. Cause I'm like, I don't even know where he'd get that to say that from, but he did go to Tony Robbins with me later. Um, so I was just like, you know what I can either sit here and cry some more, or I can just try anything I can like Facebook lives, um, whatever it is like just try the best I can. And I mean, at this point, what have I got to lose? Right. So, um, 
So I knew that the brick and mortar dream was not in the immediate future. That was now officially postponed. And I look back at those other properties I had looked at and got the no thank you email. And what a blessing, like what an amazing blessing that was, because had I taken that spot, I'm sure that would have finished me because unless, I mean, we got rent help or whatever, but I would have never been able to survive. So, um, I just picked myself up and we started doing Facebook lives. My husband would film, we, we'd bribe the kids with a movie in bed, (laughs) (laughs) hope they wouldn't come down and bug us. And I would just go through all the racks of clothes I had in my basement and show piece by piece and hope that people would want to buy it. And it started working. I mean, it wasn't these huge extravagant sales, but it was selling and it was like, okay, now I have enough to pay this bill. Okay. Now I have enough to pay that bill. And then it just started progressing. And, and then the ups and downs of COVID all started like that summer, then we were open and closed and, or not open and closed, but like we could go out or do a little bit more. And, um, and then I got a phone call from, uh, a friend who owns a home decor store um, in Stony Plain, the neighboring town. And she asked if I want to do an event, like a weekend event. And at this, again, I'm like, what have I got to lose? Like, I've, I've, I have to do this. <laughs> I'll do anything right now to sell some clothes and hopefully pay some bills. So we did a weekend pop-up market and it went so well. I was so busy and so she said, why don't you come back every second week? Because what happened in her store is she had like um, a class, a sign making class section that she had shut down due to COVID. So she had about a thousand square feet of space that was not being utilized. So every second week I would go and bring my stuff and uh, have like a little clothing store in her store. And that throughout the whole summer, back and forth of packing the clothes and hockey bags and unpacking. And, oh, it was like, I can't even <laughs> believe I did that. Um, so we would, do, my husband and I would help, the kids would help, my parents would help. And we would do that, yeah, every second week. And it just created cash flow and it created um, advertising essentially, or like the word got out there that I had this store. And so um I thought, okay, now I can start looking again for a spot. And the spot that I had gone to look at, it wasn't the exact same spot, but it was the same building just before COVID shut down is where I went back and looked. And, uh, and actually there was a better spot um, that was available this time that wasn't available in March. So again, I look back and think it was just all meant to be. And um, I'm not thankful for that COVID happened, but it's like, it just aligned everything the way it was supposed to be so right. then I opened this a year ago. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So a year ago you opened your store. So through the process, were you um, doing any of your accounting or anything on the side or were you just full on um, working on your website, creating online sales and um, going into this little store to sell to? Uh, no, I still to this day have my accounting job. Uh, so I'm a finance manager for um, a company and I do all the accounting still, all that's the same. So my side hustle is now another full-time job. So essentially I have two full-time jobs. 
Um, but yeah, no, I did both the whole time. Um, granted we were slower. The company I worked for was slower during that time because of COVID because we had to shut down also. Um, but I guess it's double the worries, right? Double the fears of like, oh my gosh, how are we going to make this last and survive and all the things. So, um, yeah, no, I did both. And you still do both. And I still do both. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So do you, you must have some, some help with, um, well, I've got you doing it all still. I'm doing it all for the, my accounting job. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm doing a good job, but I'm doing all of it. Um, but I have a really good team at the store now. Uh, I mean, I, I had great staff throughout the whole process, but, um, I had hired, uh, somebody to help me like kind of right away when I opened the store. And then I've had some employees who have come and gone, but I believe that every single person that I've had in the store has been, it was meant to be that they were there for the time they were there and, uh, played an integral role in, in helping me keep this business alive through a pandemic. So, um, so I have help at the store. Uh, I just don't have help with the accounting side, but I also have a very, very, very helpful husband. I say helpful. It's like me helping him now when I can, uh, he has t- like, I mean, on top of his full-time job, he does all the things at home. So feel bad, but <laughs> wow. I keep saying it's a season. It'll get better. <laughs> yes. I think absolutely. Like through different seasons in life and different times, you, uh, are, you know, flexible in whatever way that it works and different people show up differently. So how incredible that he's along for the ride and willing to, uh, do what it takes to, um, support you in your dream. So Mm -hmm. now that you have this boutique, does it fulfill what you thought it would like, is it everything that you dreamed of since you were, in that space when you were younger, where you're like, I know this is what I want to do. Is it fulfilling you in that way? Um, I am loving every minute of it. Uh, but that is a really good question because I don't think I've even taken the time to think about that because when you're in it, you don't realize it. And it's even, I, I don't think I've ever gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like I've done what I've dreamt of because I, I always see that there's going to be more, like, I don't see the growth stopping or getting to a point where all the things I wanted to do. I mean, when I was younger, it's, it's hard to explain. Like I, I, I knew I wanted, you know, this store, but it's like every, like every step along the way something gets added. Right. So then like, I wanted to like, initially I, I never thought I would have a podcast, but what I thought I would do is blog and share the story of women on my blog. But again, I'm an accountant. I am not a writer. I'm not like, um, like I, I have no problem speaking and and conversing with people. Um, but that's what I was thinking because that's what was available. Podcasts weren't like, like a super big thing or it just seemed so like, that's what celebrities do down in the States, right? Not us Canadian folk or small town people. Right. So, um, every step along the way, it seems like 
it's like, it's just a shift along a pendulum, right? So like, um, or along a grid or whatever you want to call it. Right. So like the start of the grid was like opening up the store and it's like a weird way to explain it, but it just like that bar and that like front end just shifts along it. Right. And there's no end to this list of things I want to do. So it's, it's hard to even think, is this, you know, what I've dreamt of and what I think of, because I feel like I'm still dreaming of, of the next thing I want to do. I don't know if this, any of this makes sense, yes. but I'm just yeah. like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I think I don't, I don't take enough time to be in the moment though. And really realize like you're a year into a store, like you have a store because I feel like a lot of times it's a survival mode. Like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this, and this. Right. And so I am trying to get more of that be in the present, especially Christmas season, because I love it so much. And I love it with my kids and my family that I don't want to miss that. But I do always see like, you know, okay, we've done this, but okay. So now we got to work on this. Right. So I don't know if that's a fault or if that's a, <laughs> a good thing, but it's something I'm working on to improve and like be more in the moment. But, um, but I am having a lot of fun and I am so grateful for where I'm at. Um, I just have a little bit more work in the present moment stuff. <laughs> no, I love how you bring that up because I think, especially even in the initial stages, um, like kind of just, there's so many things on the, the list that you kind of just make it through or, you know, mm-hmm. there were so many challenges along the way. Um, but then, yeah, remembering to enjoy the journey along the way, because like you said, it's just on the grid or you're just going to keep, keep going along. So it, there's never an end. So finding yeah. that presence and enjoyment in the moment along the way, because it's just going to keep evolving and expanding and growing as, um, your dreams grow and expand and evolve as, as things go on. So, yeah. yeah and I know I'll never hit an end point, right? Like I know it, it's just not in my nature. It's not like, okay, I'm an accountant now. So I'm just going to go do taxes now for the rest of my life. Like I'm, and I don't know if anyone's ever really like that, but it's like, that's, I'm not that type of person, right? Okay. I'll be an accountant and work till this retirement year. And then I'll retire and go and travel. Like, it's just not me. It's like, okay, well now I started a store. So now what can I, what else can I tack onto that? Or how can I make this better? Or how can I expand or grow? Or so there's always just wanting more and not more in physical things, just like, well, if I can do that, I can do this. So I can do so many more things and have an impact. I guess that's more what I'm thinking of. It's not like, because it's not like I've added all these things in my life, like these physical things or heck, I haven't even gone on a trip in two years or taken time off in two years because I'm so busy with the store, but I think I want to have more impact. So now I have a store and meet a lot of people and and a lot of people come into the store and, and get that outfit and feel good and feel confident. 
okay, so now I have the podcast. So now let's share that. Let's share these women's stories and, and have an impact on women who listen to these podcasts so that they can know, oh, well, if they do that, I can do that too. And so then now it's like, okay, well, how can I reach even more women or what else can I like, maybe it's talking on stages or at events or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is, but I think that's what I mean by more is, is my impact. Um, or just sharing uh, things from other women, like for them to be impacting other people. And I just act as the distributor kind of thing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I know the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Like you could totally. end up being um, the Tony Robbins on <laughs> yeah. the stage. Yeah. Um, and even through your podcast, I'm sure people who uh, tune in and get value from it that have been impacted and made changes in their lives just from listening in that way. And yeah, maybe it's your store now, but maybe in the future, it might be something completely different that you're pulled towards. So exactly. And I always say, and this is not really good of an accountant saying this, but I, um, I'm not like, I believe in budgets and and forecasts and stuff, but I'm not a super big fan in doing them. And especially like five to 10 years down the road, because things can change drastically in a year. So you go and spend all this time planning that far ahead. And then you realize, oh no, you know what? I would, it'd be better if I took this route and, you know, whatever it is and had the biggest impact here instead of this goal I had for five years from now, like there's, it's all organic and how it's, it's going to come. Right. So in a year from now I could have, or in six months, I could have an opportunity to have a second store in another town in Alberta or something. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't written that down as a goal for the next five years, but if it comes up, of course I'm going to entertain it. So okay. I just, it, I just want it to organically like I believe that it will organically happen as it should happen. Right. I love that you say that because I think so many people get stuck on, um, these goals, which is important to have of goals and visions, but then, um, there's no flexibility within it, depending on what comes. And as things evolve, maybe your thoughts change or your desires change or, um, depending on what's happening in your life at the time. So even though we have these goals that, yeah, as things come up, yeah, maybe you'll have another store or another five stores or 10 stores, or maybe you'll go into the, the States or something. So right Mm -hmm. now you said that's not a goal. I know you, you're super busy. You have two full-time jobs right now. (laughs) Um, so that's not something that you're currently thinking of. It's not like, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not on the radar kind of thing, but it's something that I wouldn't not, not think about. I don't know if that makes sense. Like if I was presented with the opportunity and I don't mean like somebody specifically coming up to me with a lease paper and saying, Hey, look, we got this up. It's like me just finding it through, I don't know, maybe this small town that around the corner is, has one boutique and that person wants to retire or they want to sell or, you know what I mean? Like, that's the opportunity that I think when it's meant to be for me and I have the right connections and the right networks, because when I, that's what I also do with my job is I network and you meet people. And then when all that aligns and it's meant to be, then that opportunity will present itself. That's, 
like what I believe. Oh, I love that. Yeah. In the divine timing, things will, Mm -hmm. will present themselves for sure. But I want, I do want to say though, I went like, it's, I'm sounding like, oh yeah, it's just easy. It comes to me and all this stuff. I do have goals that I'm working on letting go of that expectation. Right. So being an accountant, I have like the whole financial stuff in my head where I'm like, oh no, like, you know, I know this is bill is coming or I want, I need this much in sales to to be where I want to be at for this month. And that I can get caught up with because if it's not happening, like it should, because then I break it down. Well, if I want this by the month, I need this by the week and this by the day, which means I need this many customers buying this much stuff. Like I get caught up in that. And then I, my expectations are, aren't met and then I get disappointed. Right. So I am working on that. So I, I'm not like all like, Oh, such a great mindset of like, just letting everything happen organically. It's, it's certainly not like that, but in terms of long-term goals and, and what's going to happen that I, I know that those opportunities will come. So. Yes, absolutely. So, um, what are some of the greatest blessings that your store, like creating this space have brought you so far? You know what I would say? One of the biggest things that was super important to me is to be able to give back. Um, I I have a big, speaking of goals, I have a big goal that I do want to have like a certain amount. I want to donate every month. Uh, For the most part, we've been able to do a good chunk of that. Um, So that I'm super proud of. Um, being able to do like, you know, we just did a breast cancer fundraiser in October or, uh, for November, uh, and December. And I did this last year, we have the Spruce Grove Canets, uh, we fundraise for them, which is basically just a cash box that we collect, um, cash and gift cards for families in our community who need a little bit of extra help at Christmas time. Um, but what's cool about that is I have a location, like I have a cash desk where we can put that cash box, right? Where when you're just online, now you're trying to collect don- donations online, just like they're trying to collect donations online. But now I have that physical spot and it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it is right. It's just another place in our community that you can make that donation. Um, in September, we, um, we filled backpacks. We, collected brand new school supplies and, um, we donated a bunch ourselves and then donated it to schools. And then this way they can divvy it up themselves on how they like to, they know which kids need a little bit of help with school supplies. And so that's been a huge, huge blessing. Um, another one has been the women I've met. I have become like good friends with my, some of my regular customers. And that is so super cool, um, which is sort of like the, I've always said the store is like the platform for the podcast. So the pod, like I didn't know it was a podcast at the time, but the blogger, whatever it was going to be, uh, I knew I wanted to interview women and share their stories. So the, the store is like just the perfect platform for that because I get the traffic of women coming in the store and I'm a talker. So if I'm there and you're coming to shop, And if you don't like talking, I apologize in advance, but I like talking (laughs) and I like to get to know people. And so I have gotten to know so many women and have been blown away so many times because I, 
I start talking to these women and, um, not because we're judging, but you know, sometimes somebody can come in and I don't know, they're in a toque and they're all bundled up. And then they tell us their extravagant story of what they are and who they are and what they've done. And you're just like, Whoa, like we, and we have this in our community, like you're doing amazing things. Like, how does this even happen? And so then it's an opportunity for me to interview these women and share their stories. So that has, that has been a huge, huge blessing. Um, I think another blessing too, is that, I mean, when you own your own business, it's on your, not, it's like a baby. So it's not really on my time. I have to feed that baby and I have to tend to that baby when that baby needs to be fed or wants to sleep or whatever the case is. But, but at the end of the day, as I went into entrepreneurship, for time. So it's going to come and it's starting to come. And the fact that I can, you know, like my days have, or if my kids have a day's day off school and I have staff there, then I can be flexible with that. So I'd say those are the three biggest blessings. And I can, I know there's just going to be so much more coming real soon. So. Oh, I love all of those. Yeah, you are. And I think I love how you are staying in your community because there's so many needs, um, in the communities that we have, like sometimes we branch out, which is wonderful, but within our communities, a couple of things you said there within our communities are people who could definitely use some compassion, a little bit of help, um, that need to be seen that are like, you know, right next door, as well Mm -hmm. as there's people in our community that, are, have these incredible stories that are just like the everyday, like you and me, we're just all human. We're just all people that are doing these incredible things that unless you actually stop and have a conversation. So how great that they come for this amazing shopping experience and, um, get to chat and share about themselves and how that leads, um, maybe into a podcast with you where they can share with their world to, um, inspire some people around the globe and your time. Yes. Like in the beginning, um, your time (laughs) you're mending to this baby whenever (laughs) they need my gosh, like in motherhood, we all think back to like the beginning of motherhood, like, Oh dear God, sleep again. (laughs) Yeah. Am I ever going to sleep again? Am I ever going to shower again? Am I ever going to like have my house looking decent again? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so within, you know, time, then you're going to get that blessing of time back where you will have your flexibility and will have more time to do more of the things that you love and that light you up. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, looking back that the fact that I opened up during COVID, so uh, about six, seven months after COVID started, um, you know, online shopping has, has grown, like was, has done very well for a lot of people. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's actually a small portion of our, our sales, but, um, I think what it did is, so let's say like, I guess this would be a blessing for me and everyone else. There would be women who'd come in the store and this was just their outlet. There was nowhere else to go in COVID. So come to the store, as long as you're wearing your mask and we're within our numbers and all that, but this is like your outlet. This is now your outing in COVID. So it was like, you know what, this, 
you know, it's so hard doing this in a pandemic and it will improve and it will get better. But I think this was like a needed thing for a lot of women, especially when like salons and spas all shut down. Right. So um, women could still come to the store and chat with us. And, and that happened a lot and it was really cool. So oh, I love that. that I was able to provide that for, for a lot of women. Yes. That outlet. And I think, you know, even from maybe before the pandemic hit, you know, we'd all go into the stores, do our thing, keep your head down, get your shopping in, get in, get out in this like fast pace. But how cool is it that, you know, people come and now are maybe slowed down, more willing to have conversations, wanting to connect where, you know, before you just keep to yourself or maybe a friend, a girlfriend, if you were going out, but not branch out and talk to, you know, the other people in the store where you might connect to as mm-hmm. well. So that's so cool how it brought yeah. you know, women together. Yeah. Well, it's-, it's funny that you say that because the other day, and I know like, you know, we're all getting used to this COVID thing, but I had a customer in the store, a two, well, a customer with her two family members. Then I had another customer. They did not know each other at all. They were about the same size, just because it's a small store, everyone hears everyone. So in conversation, one started talking to another and we were all chatting. Well, they exchanged business cards and the one lady went to the other lady's house the next day because she had a bunch of clothes that she didn't wear and was going to just give it to her. And it was like, that would have never happened had those two ladies been not been in the store at the same time. So, and who knows, maybe they will be lifelong friends now. <laughs> but How it's like, cool. Yeah. Like that doesn't ever happen. No. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So. so I have some final questions here before okay. we wrap up. Um, first, do you own one of everything in your shop? <laughs> I get asked that all the time. So no, I actually hardly own very much of what's in my shop. And it's really bad because I need to start shopping for myself, but I don't because in my brain, I see the bills. I see what needs to be paid. And so I think if I take it, then that's one less thing to sell, which means a little bit less potential money to pay those bills. But I'm getting better because I'm like, I need to wear what I sell because when I'm in the store wearing it, I'm essentially a model walking down a runway minus the struts and all that stuff. (laughs) But I'm at least like showing my clothing on a body. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are like you're advertising when you're out and around the community. They're like, oh, where did you get that cute outfit? Oh, actually, let me tell you. Um, okay. So you named your boutique Danny and Maddie after your two grandmothers. Can you tell us a little bit about what the influence they had on you and why you chose to name your store after them? So, you know, it was, it was like one night, like maybe a week or two after Tony Robbins and I got myself a notepad and a pen and I was sitting there. My kids were in bed. My husband was watching TV on the other couch and I'm like, okay, I need to rack my brain. I really wanted to include my kids in this, but my, I have a boy and a girl and I really want this uh, boutique to be like a woman empowerment thing. So I thought I don't want to use my son's name because his name's Gabriel and 
he, they go to French immersion and he often gets called Gabriel, uh, just trying to say it in French and all that stuff. So I thought, I don't want to do that to him. And I just, you know, and it, then it might sound like a kid's clothing store. So then I thought, well, my parents, uh, had a huge influence on me. Um, but then my dad's name is Harvey and I'm like, me, <laughs> I don't know how to turn that into a woman's boutique name. <laughs> but then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm like their moms influenced them who influenced me, who I am today. So my mom's mom is named Diana and my dad's mom is named Madeline. So I just wrote it on the paper and just kind of started making it rhyme and like four letters, four letters. And I don't even really know, actually, I might've had a glass of wine or something and got creative, (laughs) but (laughs) I just, it came up and I thought, you know what, this is it. So my grandma, Diana would, would be the Danny. Um, she passed away in 85. So I was only five years old at the time. So I, you know, I don't, I didn't know much about her. I didn't get to spend a whole lot of, t- whole lot of time with her, but my mom did tell me that she really loved her like fashion and jewelry and stuff. So, you know, I have one picture that I can like, that's in my mind of her when she was a young woman and she, you know, she had the gloves all the way up to you know, almost the shoulder, beautiful dress, the costume jewelry, and her hair was like done so well. And it now it doesn't surprise me where my mom got it from. And that was a huge influence for why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, So, you know, it was like a no brainer to do that. And my dad, well, the business side, right, that's where I got it from. And I mean, he wouldn't have got that from the neighbors, he would have got that from his parents. So it was just only right that I uh, use them as the name. Wow. <clears throat> I love that. So cool. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, yeah, you didn't know your one grandma super well, but her influence mm-hmm. on your mom that then influenced you, it just yeah. kind of went down the, the chain. How cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. My next question, what outfit do you feel most confident in? So I'm very much a t-shirt and jeans kind of gal. But I've been noticing like as we get into the Christmas season, I've got this like craving to dress up fancier. Okay, but by that, to me, that's like throwing on a blazer and still wearing jeans. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I used to work like the corporate life downtown Edmonton and got dressed for work every day. But I am super most comfortable and confident in a pretty basic tee, a blazer, and a nice pair of jeans. And I would say like, not a heel, like not a stiletto type heel or anything like that, but like a chunky boot with a slight heel. Cause I'm, I'm super tall. So then I'd be massive if I <laughs> wore heels every day and I'm on my feet all day. So I don't want to be, I don't want to have sore feet, but, but yeah, no, I think that uh, a tee and a blazer is like, I, I just makes me feel powerful and, and just super boss lady. Love it. I know it's incredible what a blazer can do. Like you can have yoga pants on and a tank top and a blazer. And it's like boss woman is walking through the door. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So does your husband have a good sense of style or do you have to dress him up? (laughs) You know, what's so funny about this. Oh my gosh. So when we first met, we were friends for a couple of years before we actually started dating And one of the things that I would tell my friends is he dresses so bad. (laughs) 
because he didn't care and he doesn't still really care. I mean, he had those Umbro shorts. He was sporting those things forever. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I know it's not in appearance and stuff, but I'm like, if we're going to date, we're going to improve that. So when we first started dating, I would like, I went and worked in Georgia for like six weeks once at the beginning of our dating or our relationship. And I bought him a hoodie and it was like, kind of like his souvenir, but it's like, I was in Georgia, so he didn't need a souvenir, but it was my way of starting to transition his closet into more trendy outfits. So I 100% dress him. He did because I've been so busy, he needed shoes so bad. So he went and got himself like runners and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm, if he feels good in them, like I better practice what I preach too. So, um, but for the most part I do all his buying and it's actually really cool because there's some boutiques who have women and men's clothing. So I like to try and support some of those boutiques and, and, what a great way to do it is, I mean, since I have all the women's clothing, I'll just wear my own clothes, but I can buy the men's clothing for him from them. So works out good. And he, I mean, it's pretty basic, your plaid shirt, your sweater, your jeans, like he wears jeans to work. So it's easy. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You'll just have to slip the sneakers into the donation bin, unless he's strutting his stuff in his sneakers. Like some people just have no clue and maybe he is confident, but (laughs) This was a clueless purchase yet. He's still like, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I, and it's not like there's something super wrong with it. It's just like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to play a quick ra- round okay. of would you rather. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I, I already know the answer to this one, but I'll okay. say, it. I'll say it okay. again. Boot cut or skinny jeans. Boot cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, skirt or dress. Oh gosh. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I'll say dress. Okay. Uh, polka dot or lace. Sorry. What was the first one? Polka dot. Or lace lace. Uh, strapless or straps straps bra friendly. When I buy at my buying shows, I'm like, is this bra friendly? Is this bra friendly? Is this bra friendly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Plaid or stripes plaid uh screen tea or plain tea oh um I'll go plain but it's very dependent on my mood because some days I'm just not feeling one or the other and I feel like you got some really cool screen teas in your store yes we do we've and and I'm always but I'm always like conscious of getting both Cause some yes. people just need that basic tea, especially for under the blazer. Although a band tea is like pretty unbelievable under a blazer. Yes. But if you're trying to be a little bit more subtle, like big business meeting or something, then a, a plain tea is a little better. Plain tea and a blazer. Yes. Okay. Flats or heels. Uh, flats. Flats and necklace or bracelet. Necklace necklace. Okay. So lastly, where can everybody find you and your shop at? How can they get a hold of, um, the pieces that you have at your store and where can they find your podcast and all the things? Okay. So, uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook It's Danny and Maddie. So our sign is like Danny plus Maddie. So the plus sign is like our end, but on Facebook and Instagram, it's the actual word a and D. 
Um, the podcast is on iTunes and Spotify and it's called designed to inspire. Um, and that was just all included with our Danny and Maddie Instagram. And our website is uh, dannyandmaddie.com. So just straight up the A&D in the middle of Danny and Maddie. And you can find all the pieces there. And that would be awesome. <laughs> all the goods. I know yeah. Christmas is coming. Yes. This is around the corner. So if you need any yeah. Christmas gifts. Yes, we can help you out. Oh my gosh. We have so many things and we can make so many suggestions. We can put things together. Uh, we are here for it. And all the ladies at the store are super good at that. Super helpful. And pretty soon we'll be doing wrapping for donation. Um, and we've got our one year anniversary coming up this Thursday. Um, and I'm not sure when this is going to air, but uh, that's coming up. And then, of course, Black Friday is around the corner, too. And we have 12 days of Christmas. That's going to be so fun. It's almost going to be like a game. Um, so something people want to will want to watch for. Yay. Okay. So go check her out. This Black Friday is not going to look anything like um, the basement with her one customer. This one, things are going to be flying <laughs> yeah. off the rack. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, go follow her on all the social and check out her shop to um, take care of your needs and your shopping needs for Christmas or anything else that comes up. So That's thank right. you so much for being here and sharing your story. I cannot wait to um, see where your inspiration leads you to next. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. You asked very good questions. I had to really rack my brain. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. I loved it. Thank you. Okay, everyone. It is your lucky day. I have a discount code for 15% off. It is a one-time discount. So write this down. It is Candace 15, C-A-N-D-A-C-E 15. So once you load up your cart, when you go to the checkout, enter the discount code for 15% off. I will put that in the show notes. So if you need to update your wardrobe or have any gifts to get, uh, now is the perfect time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.